Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's time to talk Blues Hockey with Darren Payne. Holy jump and what a save! Refreshed by Urban Chestnut Brewing Company and their Urban Underdog Lager. Prost. Welcome back to Blue Party 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you for one hour of midday magic. And the magic becomes even more magical as Darren Pang joins. Good morning, Panger. Good morning, big guy. How are you doing, bud? I'm wonderful. How are you? Sorry about the uh, the Wednesday uh, episode there. I got, you know, I got, I get caught with that... Uh, those meetings with TNT, they change them up. They say the coach is ready. He's not ready. Oh, the coach is ready. You got to go do it right now. So I apologize for that, buddy. I'm I'm big willing you on that, and I don't mean to do that. No, I had already, along with the audience, management, ownership, all of St. Louis, and, and many NHL fans around North America just blamed Jackson and moved on. So this is kind of ruining it for us. Yeah, just move on. Move on. That's the key phrase there. Just keep moving on. It's all about progress. That's what this show is. It's all progress. Onward and upward, Panger. Nice. Nice, Jackson. There you go. So Jackson is fine. Nice of you to to join the show, buddy. You probably probably (laughs) chimed in on Wednesday with a bunch of holy jumpings and thanks for coming and giving me all nine of hearts, and then that was it. I was trying to. I was trying to do my best, but no one can replace you, Panger. The reality is he was watching the Bucks game when Giannis scored 51 points. That's the real. 55. That's the. Thank you. I apologize. See, it shows what I know. <laughs> Packer, what in the world's going on? I, I'll be honest, and I told the audience this in the first segment after the uh, the announcement on O'Reilly and Tarasenko, and considering how inconsistent things have been for the first couple of months, I'm going okay. I'm going to turn the page, and I'll just expect them to kind of fade. And then you go into Toronto, you have that caliber of game, that kind of performance, and then you go into New Jersey, and not only do you play with that team but jordan bennington has that kind of performance what in the world's going on this is wonderful to see well that's what happens in the in the the world of sports that's why it's a hard sport to gamble on it really is because you know you the well the immediate response is exactly what you said okay the captain's your best 200 foot player he's gone who's going to take those key face-offs who's going to be on the pk who's going to who's going to be the guy that leads the charge and then you know, with with Vladdy, he's just a he's just kind of guy that's a flick of the wrist, and he can turn a game around uh, with that shot of his. And um, what happens, in my experience, is other guys get more minutes. They look at the board, and and they might be a guy that plays seven and a half minutes, and now they're looking like, hey, I I could get into that ten and a half to eleven minutes. And then you know, the guy that's playing sixteen and a half minutes goes, man, I'm I'm the guy now that's going to play twenty. And and you know what for at least what I experienced is for the short term, you play better as a team because you, you're pulling up your pants, you're putting on the boots, and you're, quite frankly, doing everything possible to replace those guys to make sure that that uh, that you continue to play. And, you know, I, I don't know if this can go on for a long period of time. I, I, I have no idea. All I do know is there's probably going to be a little bit of a dip because you're asking guys that normally – play six minutes or seven minutes and you ask them to play a little bit more and Mm -hmm. maybe they can't or maybe you're wrong and maybe you've underestimated those players maybe maybe the tyler pitlicks and the josh lebos and you know the jake neighbors and 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 torpchenko's you know what maybe they've been craving and begging for more because they deserve more and maybe they can do it so i don't know but i'll tell you this it's fun to watch this group 
battled together. It's it's fun to watch them come out of a win last night in New Jersey, get on the plane to Montreal, which they did last night after the game, and and hear the spirit of the group. I think that every time there's a little adversity with these guys, they they want to punch somebody in the nose, and that's I, I I love about them, and I think there's still a lot left in the tank for this group of players. And when you want to look at a leader, you look at like Braden Shen has picked it up. Not that he doesn't ever, like, you know, we know that Braden Shen, he pulls up his boots every time it's needed, whether it's fighting somebody or battling somebody or hitting somebody. And, and that line, I think, has been tremendous. And Brandon Saad, this is a different Brandon Saad. Yeah. This is a guy that says, okay, I got the ball, I want the ball, and let's go. And Ivan Barbashev last night might have played his best game. And and mark it down, New Jersey's a really good team. Like, you know they're not they're not last year's New Jersey Devils. They are a new breed of fast, quick, explosive, and 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 full of confidence and bravado. So that was a huge win last night. And Jordan Bennington, uh, your enthusiasm on the call, and then when you guys had a chance to talk with him following the game, uh, certainly appreciated what you saw from Jordan Bennington last night. The Blues, uh, two times the number of shots came from the Devils than the Blues put on the net, and yet Jordan Bennington was able to play a key role along with. Barbashev and Saad, as you made reference to, in getting that win last night. What did you see from Jordan Bennington, Panger? Well, I saw a guy with eyes as large as saucers, with a concentration level, like he could stop a pee through fog last night. That's what I saw. <laughs> I, saw I saw a guy that was just like so dialed in. And, you know, like some of those shots that they took were, I mean, through traffic, um, the quickness of, of Jack Hughes is, is, is just incredible. Um, J- yes, for Brad, like look at the guys that they have up front that are just, they're ball hockey players, man. They're, they're, that's tough to stop. So I was really in, impressed with Jordan's ability to see the puck through traffic and, and find his edges and not get swimming in that net. And um, I don't know. He was, yeah, he was, man, he was, dialed in for sure it was it, that was really good to watch hey i said it at the end of the first period i'm not sure if you stayed up and really watched the game but i at the end of the first period i said well there's the first star of the game right there <laughs> that's how good he was he only faced 13 shots and 13 of them were were 10 bell saves so uh, i was uh i was really a place for him because he goes back to back wins in toronto doesn't play great in toronto but makes the great saves in toronto kind of like what grant fear used to do hey don't don't worry about the score don't worry about my save percentage. I'm going to get the W and make the one big save of the game that makes the difference, and that's what he did in Toronto. That's the thing, man. If you would have said on Monday or Tuesday before the puck dropped in Toronto that the Blues were going to pick up all four points, you would have been thrilled. But I can't imagine you would have ever thought the team would have scored a combined 10 goals in doing so, considering who was just lost to injury. And yet, that's what we've got so far uh, since O'Reilly and Tarasenko went out uh that's just that that to me is perhaps more startling than the fact that they were able to win both those games yeah and and, you know i i think you know doug armstrong stepped out and we all know what he said and how he said it and you know the 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 challenge to the the best players like sod and and like shannon like pareko and like biddington and you know that some, some general managers might be a little bit more meek and mild in that situation. Oh, boy, you know, we lost our players. So, you know, whatever happens, happens. If we don't do very well, I'll, I'll cash in the chips at the deadline and we'll, we'll move this thing along. But, you know, I think Army, Army went, you know, went down and, and, he, and he, he challenged them again. 
And I, I think that's good. I, I think what he said was good. I, I, I was happy. Yeah, I don't have a whole bunch of sayings, but I, I think, you know, winners win and, and meetings are for losers. It's a, it's a saying I like to have. Like, if you're going to have meetings all the time. You're probably a losing in a losing environment. Yeah. Just just go win and you don't have any meetings, you know? And then I think for Army, he's like, hey, no excuses. We lost some players. Okay, let's go. Let's pick it up a notch. And there's another level left in a lot of these players, and they know that, and they've, they've performed that way. But, you know, the other thing is, and, and I'm not sure how it all works with the all-star selection, but, you know, Vladdy hasn't been the best player on the Blues. I think everybody would agree with that. I mean, you know, you could have picked Jordan Bennington to be an all-star, and some people around the NHL would have said, Bennington, his goals against average is 3.10, and his save percentage is not even 90. But the people that watched him every single day, including Vladdy, I'm sure would say, well, he's been our best player. Yeah. You know, if that's what if that's what your all-star should be or your MVP should be, the best player on your team, the guy that gives you the chance to win every night, it, it would probably be Bennington. And uh, and so uh, so anyway, that's uh, that's where we're at right now. So yeah. Vladdy gets chosen for the all-star game. There's several players on the team that likely thought that they had a chance of, of, of being there. And I don't know what's going to happen with the injury to Vladdy, but uh, or whether he goes or not. But um, that's where we're at right now. And I think these these players here are are uh, they they feel challenged in every aspect of the game. And I feel that they want to rise to the occasion and prove everybody wrong. Hey, Panger, I'm, I'm curious on this. Uh, there's great news out of uh, Cincinnati where Demar Hamlin. Uh, has had the breathing tube yeah. removed, and he's been able to talk with his uh, teammates this morning, which is just incredible. And I know you've gotten, uh, you know, uh, been around when when there have been incredibly scary incidents on the ice in St. Louis. We saw Chris Pronger in 1998, and Jay Bomeister, of course, in in February of 2020 uh, in Anaheim. Uh, and Chris Kerber was on with us the morning after that had occurred and talked about having some kind of, uh, you know, like almost PTSD from what he saw in Anaheim with, with Jay Bomeister. And I'm curious, you as a broadcaster and being around the league and playing in the league, what your reaction was when you saw that and if it, if it triggered any uh, memories or in, in any way like a trauma for you when you, when you saw what happened in uh, Cincinnati with the Bills and Bengals on Monday night. Well, I got I got chills when you just said that about t- being taken off the breathing tube. Um, yes, um, immediately, um, I thought of Jay. Um, you know, I I don't make it about you know our experience. I make it about Jay being okay and and Jay being you know at the end of the day the hero and the one that uh, that wins the battle. I mean, he's the one that uh, that that's living um, every day and living a, a normal life. Mm-hmm. From you know being a broadcaster, I I, I sent uh, Joe uh, Joe Buck a note saying you know how you handled that was uh, was really really well being kind of a first time experience. Yeah, I couldn't agree yeah. with you more, man. That's that's an unprecedented you know, spot and a tough spot to be in, isn't it? It is. It is. It's easy to and it's easy to get overwhelmed. It's easy to try to play doctor. It's easy to say something that's wrong. And, you know, at Valley sports and, and prior to that at, uh, at Fox sports and in my previous uh, years with other networks, um, they would bring us in and put us through situations. Here's what happened when Chris Pronger went down. And that was Ray Barilli, uh, who's been part of two now, Ray Barilli, part of Chris Pronger and, 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 uh, and Jay Bolmeister and his staff. Um, and, you know, so I so they put us through that. They put us through Yuri Fisher in Detroit, uh, Rich Peverly on the ice, and they explained to us and our producers, which is Tim Paps and, and Phil Molica, 
uh, where we're at, what we do, how we handle things. And, you know, there's a certain amount of talking through. And I can just say that during that time with Jay Bowmeister, I'm an incredibly emotional guy. I, I totally wear it on my sleeve. I saw it. I thought he was dead. <laughs> wow. So it was tough. Yeah. Wow. And it was tough watching. Yeah, it was tough watching for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's, the, that's the sense I got that was unspoken by the way Joe handled that. Yeah. Is it's like He's like, there's yeah. nothing to say. He and Troy Aikman and Lisa Salters and Susie Colbert and Booker McFarlane and, and uh, Adam Schefter. I mean, what a spot. You know, if, if you're in that spot, what a spot you're in. But then also to handle it the way that they handled it all while witnessing what they witnessed. I feel like that kind of flies under the radar, and understandably, as it should. But when you're a broadcaster, you know how to fill. But you have to fill responsibly without, as you just said, Panger, playing doctor or saying something yeah. that could be taken the wrong way. Well, and, and don't forget with Jay, like it was the dad's trip too, you know? Yeah, the, that's uh, right. That's right. Yeah, Carol you know, brought that up. Yep. You know, we had a shot of, we had a shot of the dads and especially Jay's dad, uh, hustling out of the suite and, and, uh, going downstairs to the hallway. And then I moved from between the benches where I remember distinctly Brian Hayward's the analyst for Anaheim. He was to my right. I'm to the left. So I'm obviously closest to the, to the blues bench and, and I, we kind of were talking, like we're talking uh, with our cough button on, like we, we can't say we can't say everything here, you know. And mm. you know, we saw that the the defib was on. We saw the pumping of the chest. And Ryan Getzlaff, uh, at that time the captain of the of the de- of the uh, Ducks, was was right between, like not between our bench, but looking over and and trying to get more information. He knows Jay. He played on Olympic teams with Jay, World Championship teams, and. You know, just looking at the eyes of the players was the the one thing that I could write a book on. Looking at the eyes of of Vince Dunn, who was the first one, and he was beside him yelling at, at Ray Barilli on the bench. Um, Alex Petrangelo didn't look at the bench immediately. I'm I'm always fascinated by Alex Petrangelo. Looked once, looked twice, and skated so hard to the um, Zamboni entrance, where that is where the you know that is where the gurneys are. That is where the um, the extra medical staff is, and he sprinted there. He was the only guy that went there. Everybody else was just kind of stunned and in awe and yelling at the trainers, and yet he went there. So why did he go there? How fast was that moment for him to go to the Zamboni entrance to get a gurney out there to get, you know, and then the doctor? So the jeepers, I, I, I and I don't say this in jest. I say this in in total one hundred percent authenticity. If I'm going to have a heart problem, I, w- I, w- I want it to happen between the benches because I'll have the best of the best right there yeah. uh, with the defib, uh, you know, 15 yards away. And, uh, and and hopefully they're very athletic. They can hop over the porch and come get me. <laughs> but, you know, jeepers. Uh, <laughs> They've done a great job the NHL has. Uh, Dr. Colucci's in, in Detroit. He's, a, he's kind of the head of it all. He was the one with Yuri Fisher. Uh, he was the one that uh, stood up in front of Gary Bettman along with the other trainers and said, we need our doctors, you know, five rows up from the bench, not in row 358 where they'll never get to us. Yeah. Um, I know it's going to cost you $7,000 a, a season on on tickets, but it doesn't matter if we're going to do this right. So we need the defense right here. We need, you know, and, I mean, they've done it very, very well in the NHL. Like I only speak for the NHL. The NFL is such a, a it's a big field. It's a big area. 
Um, just thank God that he's okay. Thank God. Outstanding sentiment and, uh, and stories from that night in Anaheim. Panger, always enjoy the conversation and uh, have a wonderful weekend, sir. Thanks so much for the time. Yeah, thank you very much. I, I do appreciate it, and Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year, Year, man. There he is, the great Darren Pang with us here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan and Action Jackson with you to the top of the hour. And what you, uh, Jackson, have prepared for us is a smorgasbord with the Little Piddle Six Shooter. Pew, pew. It's coming your way next here on 101 ESPN.